I'm going to start this episode with a cough. <laughs> that way Stefan doesn't feel self-conscious about his, all right? We got coughing out of the way, and now you can cough, and everyone will know, oh, he's just human, he coughs, okay? All right. Just so y'all know, welcome. This is Dave Butler. I'm Stefan Tager. I'm Stefan <laughs> Tager. <laughs> this is Revival. Welcome. If it's your first time... Let me just introduce you to Revival. We sit around this little table. If you're listening, you don't see a table, but you can imagine it. We just have a, we have just gospel chats. Seven's my most favorite person to talk about the gospel with. Oh, thanks, Dave. You're welcome. That's true. I'm coughing. And we are just inviting you in, and we're just going to have uplifting reviving gospel chat. That's our intention and our purpose. And uh, they're based off of your questions about the gospel and topics that we've gotten from you, our friends, who are watchers and listeners. So we're excited you're here. And we hope at the end of this time together, you feel revived. You feel like, oh man, I love the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm so thrilled. I'm so like, yeah. what's that thing when like they like clear? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> The ER people? <laughs> I don't know. What are those called? Those things, those paddles. Clear. <laughs> That's what we want this experience to TV be. TV makes it seem like they use those like every day. I think they probably do. Don't you think? It's the ER. Every day? Emergency room. <laughs> right? The doctors don't use them, but like, I mean, like, you know, the pediatricians, but... <laughs> That's what this is. We're going to figure out what that is. You don't have to email us in. We're going to look it up right when the show's over. <laughs> I want to know how often they use them. You know. Okay. We should call in next time. <laughs> next week, we'll have an ER doctor. We're going to talk about the heart. Let's call President Nelson. You got his number? <laughs> I do not. All right. Today's question that we're kind of diving into, we loved it when we saw it. It's this. What if I'm not feeling it? And it's like, oh, my word. That's a winner. Anyone can click on this episode and be like, okay, that's been me. Currently is me. Will probably be me. That's probably point number one is like, I'm glad you asked it out loud because sometimes when you go to church on Sunday, you like look around and you feel like you, you like your observations are, I think everyone's feeling, well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not during the opening song, but you know, you just assume Am I the only one not feeling it? And yeah. I think it's good. Let's just open that door wide open for a second and just say, I love that question because I have asked it also. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I'm a pretty optimistic, fiery soul. And it's like, I would say out of control. That's at times, <laughs> at times, you know, I'm just kidding. So was Peter. Okay. There's <laughs> statues of him all over Rome. Let's remember that. <laughs> he made something of his life. But I still like everyone experiences that. So I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's absolutely. a long way of saying that, but there it was. Uh, the question itself, I mean, we want to be so empathetic and careful because a lot of what we talk about with faith is connected to the heart, to the emotions, and people want to experience something, satisfaction and goodness and love and joy, right? So of course, of course. And so, but there's also this other element of it too that I wonder if Alma the Younger would have said, ah, I'm just not feeling it today. Like he probably maybe would have on some level within their cultural norm or whatever. It definitely seems more of a modern phenomenon to really focus on what are my feelings associated with this, right? And mm. and something like sometimes I hear young people speak as if the opposite of good is boring, not mm. evil, right? Mm. And so there is something in our culture where we have to sort of, we're constantly telling people indirectly because of... Uh, advertising and movies and other things 
that you should feel amazing all of the time. Well, and you would say no. Yeah. In fact, that's actually a really unhealthy belief to have because a lot of life- I, But I do feel like a lot of what we talk about. So is that a cultural, like we're kind of- Yeah. So when you say, I feel a lot, what do you mean? You say, I feel a lot of what we talk about. <laughs> like that start with, I feel, <laughs> I have no data. But if I were to take some data, I would assume what I would see at the end of it is that people, when they speak in church and when they talk about the gospel, they talk about it emotionally. Yeah, absolutely. They talk about right. like the feelings part of it. Right. And so it would be easy, I guess, to assume that it's majority feeling some thoughts right, and totally. thinking. Right, yeah, absolutely. But you it's, want to rebut that. Yeah, I want to say that feelings are a lot like the weather. Like they come and go when they want to. I've heard people who study this kind of thing talk about it like that. And so, yeah, there's going to be awesome emotional highs, but there's also going to be moments that are just slow and boring or even difficult. The trick, interestingly enough, when people sort of avoid difficult times and feelings, that actually can make life more challenging. And so a lot of people who sort of are talking about people who struggle with difficult thoughts and feelings are more and more are saying things like, we need to learn how to help people accept them and be mindful of them and experience the full range of human emotion. Why? Because if I start to avoid difficult feelings, some of the research suggests that it's actually harder for me to maintain positive emotions in my life. Yes. Yeah. And so interestingly enough, if I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling it, one of the things we might want to do is step into more difficulty and allow myself to feel the full range of discipleship. Mm. I, mean, sometimes, I mean, the pioneers were not, Feeling it. (laughs) (laughs) There was some, and we could try to shut that out. You know, sometimes scripture study is hard. It's confusing. Sometimes ministering to someone that's not very warm and welcoming, you're not feeling that. Like, oh, why do we even have to do this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Allowing yourself to feel the full range of those emotions will actually create a heart that can also feel the joys more powerfully and more and more poignantly. I have two things that I want you to be smart about. And one of them is. Okay, I want to I want to stay close, but remind me of Jesus and Nicodemus later. Don't let me forget that. Okay, but first, I, I think I want to just kind of follow where this thread is going and say, you said to me before, you've taught me before. I think make sure this is true that that action precedes feeling. Am I remembering something like yeah. that right? That because I want it to be opposite of that, and maybe sometimes it is, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. But in my own experience, it feels like that I will feel motivated to do something and then do it. But I think you taught me one time that— Of course that's the case, but there's also a lot of times where the action comes first and then the feelings follow, right? Mm, Yeah, okay, okay. Which reminds me of that story of Elijah. Preach. I love this story. And it's one of my favorite places to go in Israel. Please bless, we can go again someday. (laughs) So in chapter 18, 1 Kings chapter 18, this is that story where Elijah calls down fire from heaven. And I'm just going to assume you know the story or you're going to pause and go read it. That's a pretty spectacular, remarkable experience. Fire, like legit. He douses the altar with buckets and buckets of water. Three times. Three yeah. times. Yep. And like, and it fire, like a fireball comes down from heaven and licks up the water. It that's says, the, that's the verb, such yeah. a good. <laughs> and it's just like, that was an amazing experience. Right. Where you're just like, whoa, you know, where you're just like, I've Feeling like right. my hands to heaven. Jesus took the wheel. Like you're just like, that feels like a, a powerful, it would have led to a powerful emotional response. Like, yeah. boom, baby, right. Right. you know? Then later that day, it's the same day, if I'm reading it mm-hmm. right. It's been in a drought 
And then he says, now it's going to rain. And like prophetically, <laughs> it says, it's going to rain. And then sends his servant up the hill, it says. And he says, go check up on the hill. And uh, this is verse 43 in that First Kings 18. Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and he looked and he said, there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I just feel like, whoa, that line is a line that, you know, can describe some days. There is nothing. There's nothing. There's no sign. Or what I'm, I guess, trained to think is a sign of, of God, you know, at least from what you were saying earlier, because maybe I ought not only look for feelings. Sure, sure. You're going to answer that in a second. But that's interesting. Those two happen on the same day. There is a firewall type experience. And then there was a, there is nothing experience. Right. And he sends them up again. He's like, go up again. And he goes up seven times. <laughs> and then it says this. I do love this verse. On the seventh time, behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea. And he says, great, go tell Ahab. <laughs> it's going to rain. And just how, again, in that same day, just a small hint of something, right. you know, came for him. And that all three of those would happen on the same day. But, so I love all that. Then the chapter after kind of goes with what you were saying that idea of action sometimes comes before feeling because that's the Lord's advice to Elijah. Right. Right. Because right? he's like, when Elijah sits under the juniper tree and he's like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm over it. And then it's really darling because an angel comes with a cake and a drink. And no one translate the King James for me and tell me that's bread. It will be cake for as long as I live on this earth. <laughs> This is the one time I don't look at another translation of the Bible because <laughs> I really want the angel to bring him cake. But he brings him those things. He's like, okay, what you need is a little snack and a nap. And then, he, then after he says, get up and go. Hmm. Go do it. And then the, yeah, maybe, maybe we'd say the feelings will come next right. or the confirmation will come next. So I, I do think there's a lot scripturally we see of somebody just going. Like the pioneers, like pack up your stuff. Start pushing. We'll sing songs about you later, you know. <laughs> but you know, get up and move and and go. Yeah, I do have a question about that. Okay, and yeah. you're not going to let me forget the other. Say what you. What do you think about that phrase when people say "fake it till you make it"? I actually think, in a lot of ways, that's a very helpful phrase. Jesus had tough words about to say about hypocrisy. Yeah, fakeness. Right. Yeah. So there is an element of that, but there's a difference between saying oh, I'm going through these motions to get the approval of others or to get the approval of myself that I might be seen as religious and saying, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put effort into this hmm. and see what God does with me and through me and whenever he wants. Hmm. That's beautiful, right? Yeah, yeah. In fact, a lot of times, you know, some of the most profound acts of love are when you respond to someone's need and your body's like, I'm tired and I don't feel like this or, you know, I don't want to help the kids with the homework or whatever it is, you know. And you say, do you know what? I love this person so much. I'll still, I'll pick up my body and just keep going. It actually right. feels like a deeper, more pure, profound type of mm. love. Yeah. If I have this emotional response first and then I love you. Yeah. That's great. Good. Of Yay. course. Of but, course. Right. But man, to not feel it, that seems like a richer act of love than just waiting until I feel like helping you right. or you know, Tim Keller, he uses the word covenant to describe marriage. 
And he says it actually leads to a more authentic kind of love. Because if you know that someone might get up at any given moment and just leave, and I know that that can be a painful thing to even talk about and think about for some people, but it, then you you know that like you're always on trial and you always have to perform, like act a certain way, right? But if you know someone's going to stay with you no matter what, however they might feel on a given Tuesday or whatever, right? then you know like their commitment is going to, yes, there's obviously authentic, deep feelings of love, but the commitment, the covenant yeah. um, will actually deepen it over time and allow me to feel like, oh, there's some security here. This person's going to stay with me, right? And, yeah. And, right. And the other side of it too, my side too, also, I remember Tony Sweat talking about covenants one time and just saying part of the reason that he thinks it's like the psychology of covenants, I think is what he was saying. And doesn't everyone want the whole psychology of covenants, whatever that means? But one, I think, reason he was saying that God gives us covenants is because our emotions and feelings can be so volatile. Yeah. That you need a steady, like a North Star. Right. Where I was just like, tomorrow, I might feel like I should act like this, this, and this because of what I ate yesterday <laughs> or a memory I had of my mom when I was seven or what. There's Something just like random, so right, yeah. much like our systems, right. the chemicals that are happening in us are, can be so volatile and then impacted by the world and culture around right. us that where's my like, where's my feet to, you know, to stand on? And covenants can be just that immovable like, all right, I'm going to keep what I promised I would keep because I don't trust my feelings all the time. Mm. So I'm going to trust the promise, if that makes sense, yeah, like yeah. that I made instead of the way that I'm like feeling on any given day. Right, right. Yeah. We're not feeling bashers, by the way. <laughs> no. I want everyone to. In our yeah. tradition, we really celebrate and I'm, that. And like I lead out with feelings for sure. Sure, sure. Like logic doesn't come first for me. Okay. So did you have something you you were no, itching just, to say? Because no. I want to ask you about this, that well, other really thing. Just really quick and catch yeah. with that. Like some people will sort of talk about, you know, feelings are, they're awesome and you can experience highs and lows, but really you want to live a vital life that's based on value, something stronger that, you know, the way I might say it is feelings are awesome, but a meaningful life will be much more enjoyable, will lead to something mm. much more rich is a better, maybe a better way to say it. And so, yeah, it's like, you know, if you just chase feelings all the time, that's just high fructose corn syrup. And I knew you were going to say that. I couldn't wait. I was about to <laughs> say just, it for you. It's just screens and all that stuff. And it, it'll, it'll feel cheap after a while. But covenants and values and gospel principles. And, and purpose. And you purpose, purpose and, like uh, chase purpose and value right. instead of feelings. And even deeper than that, the beans that are God and his son and the Holy Spirit. And also the beans in our life who were called to, to watch over, like the, our commitment to them as beings who have thoughts and feelings that matter just as much as our own. And of course, ultimately God, like that's a much more profound way to live than, oh, I just want to feel awesome all the time. Yeah. You know? So feelings are the byproduct of following a life right. of candy, right. candy yeah. you know, because yeah. they really are, right? There's right. like, of there's course, something, of course. I, don't, I don't know how to describe the richness I feel with my relationship with God besides my feeling, you know? Right. I'm, I'm not really sure how Yeah, else. the language gets difficult. Yeah, here. it's really right. tough to, because right. there is something about, you know, and it's when you say it's meaning, a meaningful life, it's like, oh, that sounds like a feeling word too. So it's just, right. it's tricky. We need, you know, to make sure we define our words really well. Okay, I want to ask you this, and if you want to say 
maybe you can give a short answer. Okay. All right, Nicodemus. When Jesus is speaking with Nicodemus in John chapter three, because you said feelings are like the weather. Yeah. So it made me think about when Jesus says to him, the spirit listeth where, like the wind. Right. The spirit will come and go just like, the, we don't know where the wind came from or where it goes, and so is the spirit of God. Right. So then I started tying the spirit to feel, you know, I was like, oh yeah, yeah feelings are like that. It's like, oh, well, so is the spirit. I know I can feel the presence of the spirit. Right. Is there other ways to, you know, what would you say? Yeah. Uh, if someone's like, but what if, like, I always think the Holy Ghost is feelings. Right. So what would you say to that? Yeah, no, it's a really good question. Interestingly enough, I think Tony Sweat's model, this is the Tony Sweat episode, but his model on sort of how we understand. Sponsored by him. <laughs> <laughs> his model about talking about the Holy Ghost, I think is really simple and scriptural and very helpful. He says, there are the feelings aspect that you see in scripture. And then he's also said, there's the thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like the Holy Spirit can work through our thinking and even reason and logic on some level, right? Yeah. To think through stuff, but it also can give us sudden ideas. And then he also says that there's the fruits of it. And that's, you know, what are the fruits of the Spirit? Galatians 5, 22, right? Peace, love, joy, long-suffering, gentleness. Mm. And so Tony wants to frame it like, how does it feel? Does it make sense? What is your mind saying about it? And then also, what fruits will this produce in my life? Will this lead to something that's good and true? And I think that's a really helpful way to think about it because if we're not careful, we'll make the Holy Ghost all about feelings. And yeah. then we're just trying to create emotional experiences. And of course, the Spirit can cause those. But to say that they're one-to-one -one the same thing could be very, very problematic in a yeah. lot of ways. For and all the reasons we just disappointed right, everything, and, we, everything, everything we just talked said, about. Everything right, yeah. said. Okay, let's give a last thought. How about here? When you hear that question, if you had to just give one response to it. Do you have more than one last thought? What do you have? I just said that, but I didn't even think that well, you might have something else to say. I do want to say, so like two practical things okay, yeah. for someone who's like, I'm not feeling it. One is I would get really clear about what do I value? Like George Albert Smith, he wrote down a personal creed. And I would get really clear about what are my values? What are my core principles? Obviously, at the heart of that's going to be restored Christianity. And then there's going to be other things unique to your personal gifts and values. I'm okay with the word mission statement. That's great. But I think framing it as values is much more helpful because you can never achieve a value. And it gives you a sense of direction and purpose no matter than what. Rather than a goal. Like right, a, rather than something a goal. to complete. Right. Yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so you're talking like, you're kind of giving a practical advice right now right. for how do I not chase feelings, but chase Make your life about value. that. Yeah, okay, right. awesome. And, and then, so you'd start by like, what are my values I, that I want to guide my life and... Yeah. My purposes. I, is it okay if I say that too? My purposes. Absolutely. No. Yeah, yes. totally. Oh, yeah. And then I have one other thought, but do you want to say something nope, else too? No, nope. okay. I'll so save I, mine after yours. Okay. And then there's a really... Um, save the best for last. <laughs> <laughs> and another quick piece of uh, counsel, and this is really practical, and help me say it quickly and, and wisely, Dave, but there are eternal gospel practices, but then there's your individuality and personality that can meet those. So for example... I have a way of studying the scriptures that I have found that really works for me. Mm. And the way, and there are true principles around prayer that it doesn't matter what my personality means, right? Like there's just true principles. But yeah. then there are elements of my personality I can bring to prayer. I don't want this to sound individualistic, but I would personalize my worship experiences yeah, and find, find the ways that like really draw out what connects with me. So for example, one of the things I do weekly is I, or often, almost weekly is I try to hike and I find that deeply spiritually refreshing. Yeah. Other people are like, nope, 
I'm yeah. not interested in that. Right. And so identify your unique places of worship and connection with God. Yeah, I would say that both of those words are, I think, what you're trying, what you're seeking for. Mm. It's okay to seek connection right. with God, and it's okay to seek worshipful moments. Yeah. I'm saying that in conjunction to, you know, not that it's not okay to seek for feelings, but right, you, yeah, you follow me. Can I'm I ask to... you something? Yeah. If, yeah. if you were to t- tell us like two or three of the unique ways that you connect with God that really fit with your temperament, personality, what would you say that those are? People, gathering, and music. Mm-hmm. Those two things. Interesting. Like I just, like Sunday nights we go to dinner at my aunt's house and we all sit around in the summertime on the back patio. And I'm like, this is like, this is church. This is your, that's your yeah. Sabbath rest. I love right? talking to people about the gospel, the scriptures and like life. And it, you know, it just weaves in and out and it makes it feel so natural and part of just who I am. And, and then this is, you know, if we're playing family feud. I know this would be number one for so many people, but <laughs> it's like music is for me. Right. And not hymns. I like hymns, but I like worshipful right. songs, you know, that are just like, I need some drones. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like yeah, I do really, yeah. you know. And you know, and as a part of a faith community, there's going to be elements of worship that challenge us. And it's yeah. really important to step into that too, to be open to the different ways that God communicates. And, yeah. and, and like, we can't just, we can't just personalize church and ignore community life. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, of course. Yeah. But, I like uh, thinking that way. But there are other elements too of saying like, you know what, this really works yeah. Like, a girl one time said, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, I love worship music too. Chris Tomlin, Hillsong, all that stuff. But uh, like for me, like a small church with stained glass windows and a choir. <laughs> like there's something really, <laughs> something, like really heavenly and beautiful. Like, like that high church stuff, you know? I just love it. It's good. It's good. Sometimes I really like it too, Stefan. I'm just telling you. Like I just got my DNA back. Part of me is from England. So I feel... <laughs> You some can connect that, with that Yeah, now. I can connect yeah. with it now. I can finally <laughs> have, you have some can, high church in you, yeah, babe. Yeah. But I was going to say, this girl said to me one yeah. time, I'm like having a hard time connecting with God, like studying, sitting down, reading my scriptures. And, and I said, well, where do you feel like you connect? And she was like, when I take a drive of the canyon and I listen to worshipful music. And, and I was like, well, then I'd suggest you do a little more of that. <laughs> You know, right, that's where right, you're right. really, you know, not that you would ignore the other, but add it into the rhythms of your life. Why, you know? Why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Uh, we talked about this before we jumped on, and I just think this is a great way to end. Matthew 26. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. I was thinking the same thing. And just that this is Gethsemane when, you know, Jesus is, I don't feel like doing this. Hmm. This is hard. If there's some other way, let this cut pass for me. But then that line, nevertheless, thy will be done. I'll step into it. I'm going to step into the hard. I'm going to step into the thing I'm afraid of. And and I'm going to do that for love's sake. That's why maybe that's the greatest act of love there ever was, because he didn't want to do it. Like, there was nothing to compel him, you know, besides love. There was no other benefit besides, you know, love itself. Yeah. To do it and... No, I think the way you land on it is like perfect. It's like ultimately it was love of God and love of others and and not, oh, this is super easy. It's going to be great or fun or whatever. You know? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. It's interesting because in the moments when it, we're not feeling it, it's difficult, we remember that he went through that too. Like he went through something that was infinitely difficult for us and that's why we keep going. Yeah. It's because he kept going for us all the way to the Gethsemane and Golgotha 
And then the third day came, and then uh, rejoicing and glory to God that he defeated everything. And when we see him keep going in the darkest moments, like, okay, I may, I may not feel it today, but I'm going to keep going yeah. because he right. kept going for me. Yeah, yeah, amen. All right, hopefully you uh, felt the little <laughs> of revival with that. We'll uh, see you or be with you <laughs> next week. Bye. Bye.